we already had begun to make changes based on everything we had read from the reading academies. We brought in interventionists to pull the kids out in small groups and to give them instruction. We paid for that with state comp ed money and with Title I money. And we had set up a reading program that when reading first came available and we applied, we just transferred the program we already had onto the reading first application. We made a commitment that that was going to be our core foundation of our academic program, that we were not going to give up the interventionists, we were not going to give up our reading first coach. So we would do whatever else we had to do. We'd make any other adjustments that we had to make to keep that. They then have allowed us in budgeting that we still have our same two reading intervention teachers. Our classroom teachers have that support. They have that outside help. Those children can receive that additional 30-minute reading instruction a day, as well as then the classroom teachers can serve the children in the classroom. The progress monitoring continues. That's a very solid foundation for us, and we're very comfortable with it. We know it works. Our students know it and understand even the fact that they're going to be pulled out for a small group session. They're not embarrassed by that. Many of them wish they could go. Whether or not they need to or not, they would like to have that opportunity. It's a very worthwhile managed program. I really talk up the interventionists to the classroom teachers. I can pretty much promise them if they walked away from this campus, they're not going to have that anywhere else. That's very unique. We have Debbie Brown, who is our interventionist, who will pull them out when they first test. The ones who do not score where they need to score get put into a Tier 2 program where she will pull them out daily and work with them for 30-45 minutes. Also during center time I will pull groups aside. Also I have a pair that will work with groups. We try to meet each child where they're at. Each one is an individual, so you can't have the same lesson plans. And the way that we figure this out is through the progress monitoring at least every two weeks. I personally like to keep the groups as small as possible. We have them usually five times a week, once a day, and around 45 minutes. I like to also try and talk with the classroom teacher on a daily basis and look at their lesson plans. I feel like we have the best teachers in the world here. I don't really like to do the same thing over and over again because if they didn't learn with those teachers, then I feel like I need to do something different. So I try to teach the same concepts in a different way. Mostly what I see with those students is that they're really not practicing at home. I try to be the go-between home and school. At the same time, I can see the parents in the afternoon and have contact with them because, of course, they're coming in from work and I see them at that point. That's a good time to catch them and say, I'm seeing this problem. Can we maybe work a little bit more? I always lend my phone number at home so that I can contact them and they can contact me at home. Our reading program in the upper grades, we continuously strive for excellence. Our children have reading for an hour a day. Our fifth grade and our fourth grade can have an extra 45 minutes since our day goes from 8 o'clock in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. When these children are assessed, we put them into a tier. They have an extra 40 minutes of instruction, and this is instruction on the very basic elements of reading. Our assessment program is given at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and the end of the year. Mr. Simonson and I both felt like a classroom teacher's best time is in the classroom teaching, so he agreed with me that the interventionist would be doing the assessment. We felt like they work with the students. They also do our progress monitoring, and that's done every two weeks. They take those Tier 2 students and pull them for just a brief assessment. We have that information on the computer, and we can pull it up. 
and look at it and make sure those children are making the gains that we had hoped. If for some reason they're not, we can increase the amount of time. Oh, look, he's made or she's made wonderful progress. We can shift her back into more direct teach and let's move this other little student out. Maybe he needs more intervention opportunity. So we feel like we're giving the students every possible learning opportunity to either be retaught something or practice opportunity. Reading scores syntax go from 75% of our kids passing on up to very close to 100% of our kids passing, which is more important. Initially, we had 20 or 30% of the kids being commended on up to now. Frequently, we get over 60% of our kids commended. We hear from the teachers in the next grade level that these kids are very well prepared. St. Mary's, in terms of their reading scores, has ended up reaching a point where their scores on all tests and measures were very good, which is the reason they became a blue ribbon and exemplary. They're keeping what worked and adding a couple of other components. One has been children's literature. Read-alouds had all but vanished. They were used intermittently. Some teachers read, but it wasn't consistent. We've put it in where it's three times a day, and the teachers are enjoying it, and they're doing it. We're seeing a change, whereas students are starting to talk about books again. I don't care what scores they are. If they come out illiterate, not wanting to read, and I don't mean just books, but I mean a desire to read to gain information, there's something wrong. And that is permeating across the grade levels. The second change is comprehension, reading for understanding, and that's an ongoing process. The access to the books is just fantastic. We have books on tape and books on CDs. You can check anything out. Our philosophy here is if you take a book and you don't bring it back, we know somebody in the home is going to get to use it. We're reading a book right now called The White Giraffe, and it's an African story, and so the dialogue is all these different accents, and they're just very intrigued because most of them have never left this area. What did this one little girl say? You've taken us to a lot of places we would never go. My daughter is autistic, and she came to St. Mary's not reading, and she sits down and she reads all the time now. So we've gone from a non-reader, and this is her third year here, from a non-reader in three years to a reader. They have their reading time, but because of the way the school is structured, they can spend an extra 60 minutes or more if she needs it on her reading, and now she reads.